Welcome to the You Glow Nurse Podcast, where we are growing and glowing through our nursing journey and practicing real self-care along the way. Ready for the real glow up? Join the conversation with me, your host, Fallon Lopez, BSN RN, Certified Health and Wellness Coach and CEO of RU Well, where I empower new nurses to adapt to busy nurse life by creating real self-care strategies that boost energy and build real self-confidence. So if you're struggling to keep afloat in this busy nurse life and ready to ditch the hustle culture, this is a space for you. Let's dive on in to today's episode. Don't forget to like, subscribe to our online community and here on the podcast for more self-care resources. Let's do it, y'all. What's going on, y'all? Welcome to another episode of the podcast with me, your host, Fallon Lopez, registered nurse, certified health and wellness coach and CEO of RUL, where I help empower new nurses to take back their health and healing by creating self-care strategies that boost energy and motivation. Today on today's podcast, we have a really, really good one, y'all. I've been having so many amazing guests for season four, and I am just so thankful for all of the wonderful nurses that have been on to to share and to be real and to be honest about their purpose path and what does it mean to redirect your purpose, to redefine your purpose, and what does that look like? And y'all, it's still Hispanic Heritage Month, and we are celebrating all month long. Um, And so don't forget to go grab your copy of Latinas in Nursing live now. And I will share that link in the show notes below. I got the opportunity to be a part of that book. So I'm so excited to share that with you all. So make sure you go grab it and celebrate Hispanic Heritage Month with me by getting your Latinas in Nursing book now. All right, y'all. So like I said, season four has been all about purpose. Let's talk purpose. What does it mean when a nurse loses her purpose? Let's be honest. Nursing will have its ups and downs. We experience the hard things. We see some of the hardest things that anyone could see. And, um, you know, burnout happens, y'all. But when when it affects your, your view on your career choice, on who you are as a purpose person, who you are as a person, your purpose may may feel unsure, unsteady, uncertain even. Like, why did I start this nursing journey? And what I want this season to be about is just how do we get back on track? How do we get back to our purpose path? What has God really called us to do? And how is this a ministry that we can continue to give back? What does that mean? And really, it's about you know, the self-care. How are we treating ourselves every day? How are we prioritizing our well-being? And today's host, today's uh, guest with me is going to be sharing more about her journey and what it means to help yourself. Because we really, when we help ourselves, we are helping our patients even more. When we give to ourselves, when we prioritize our health and well-being, pour into our cup, we are then able to give so much more and impact more lives. And so today's guest is Mykeisha Mack, also known as the Nurse Healer. I'm so excited to have my new friend on. Let me share a little bit more about her. So born and raised in South Central Los Angeles, Mykeisha Mack is a certified life coach, consultant, speaker, and mental health and healing specialist. She has been called by God to empower and educate healthcare professionals to heal from toxic workplace culture, mental burnout, and their own emotional trauma. 
During her early stages of becoming the nurse healer, Mykesha had no clue why God would call her to such a task when she had no prior experience in the healthcare field. However, after the tragic unexpectedly loss of her cousin, April Valentine, Mykesha's why finally made sense. Because April needlessly lost her life and voice at the hands of burnt out and unhealed healthcare professionals, Mykesha has committed to the call of helping heal the healers. She also helps healthcare organizations to increase nurse retention and patient satisfaction while creating equitable and culturally sustainable workplaces. Despite the adversity Mykesha experienced growing up in the inner city, she refused to be defined by her circumstances. Mykesha has worked with various healthcare organizations and industry leaders such as Epic, Staffing Group, Connect RN, NeoGov, and she is on a mission to help heal the world by helping heal those on the front lines. Mykesha's radiant personality and ability to unlock human potential have made her a sought-after, game-changing specialist and speaker. Her favorite saying is, what is your life giving people permission to do? Because she believes that our life choices and decisions to heal will speak louder than our words ever will. Please welcome Mykesha Mack to the podcast. Hello. Hey friends. Hello, hello. Hello, everyone. I'm super excited to be here. Yay. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing really good. Um, you know, I just did this conference for the nurses. Um, and healers yes. went really well. Uh, we did the healing the healer brunch essentially called brunch and breakthrough healing experience where we brought nurses and other uh, healthcare professionals, healers alike together to create a safe space to really pour back into the ones who are constantly pouring out. So that went Mm. amazing. Like, I don't even know what words to use for it, but it went really well. So I think I'm still coming down from the high. Oh my gosh. I can imagine. I saw everything that was happening. I was like, I wish I was there. Oh my goodness. I'm going to have to go to the next one. I need an invite to the next one. But even if it's in California, I'm going to get my plane ticket. I'm going to get together. I'm I'm shooting out there for sure. That was amazing. That is amazing. The work that you're doing, pouring into nurses and just being this advocate for health and healing. Like how did it start for you? Where does it come from? Um, I'd love to start there with you. Yeah. So many people don't know this. They think I'm a nurse, right? We talked about that. Um, (laughs) I'm actually the nurse healer. So although I'm not a nurse physically, God has called me a nurse in the spirit. You think about what nurses do, nurture, you help to heal, you know, Mm. and I do that same thing spiritually for physical nurses and healers Mm. alike. And so it kind of started a few years ago when I quit my job back in 2020. Um, I said, you know what? I'm going to become a life coach. I'm going to help people to heal and all of that good stuff. And then shortly after that, I saw a lot of nurse clients. They were coming in. I'm like, what's up with these nurses? You know, it's a lot of nurses coming. I had a doctor client. And long story short, I decided based on what my mentor suggested, hey, I'm going to just heal the healers and focus on nurses. I also got a confirmation of prayer call that I was on. The young lady said she saw me on one side of the door, nurses on the other side of the door. And I knew it was God saying, hey, I need you to focus on nurses. I didn't know why, 
Um, and we'll get into that a little bit later, but that's kind of really how it started, just choosing to start. And then when I started seeing a lot of nurses and healthcare professionals come to uh, get healing and coaching. I love that. I love that. And yeah. just hearing your your faith and just you talking about confirmation about something that God called you to, like that's that's wonderful. Like a lot of people don't, I don't know if we may experience that, you know, being yeah. called to something. Like that's such yeah. a powerful statement. And then healing the healers. Like this is a, you know, this is a a huge thing. And I am right. just like so happy to just hear about what you have going on. Like, so what does it mean like to heal the the healers or help right. heal the healers? Like right. what does that mean? Yeah, good question. So really helping to heal the healers looks like helping the healers to deal with their own emotional mm. trauma. So you think mm. about nurses and healers alike who deal with a lot of people who are facing some sort of trauma, wounds, or injuries, right? And you help typically heal them and get them back to good health. And so healing the healers looks like doing that same thing, um, but more on a spiritual, emotional, and mental level. Mm. So there are a lot of wounds emotionally that many healers have that they don't deal with. And so I like to call it like you're bleeding out emotionally. You might deal with a client that's bleeding physically, but you are as a healer bleeding emotionally. And we as healing the healer, you know, we help you to assess what's actually going on, triage you. We help you to figure out what's going on. What's the level of pain emotionally, what you're actually experiencing, what you may be running from, what you are holding on to that doesn't belong to you and actually dealing with the root of the wound and helping to heal that wound so that not only you can be better for yourself, but being better for yourself in turns you allow to be better for your patient. And so mm-hmm. healing the healer looks like helping the healers to heal from their own emotional and unseen wounds um, yeah. so that they can be better physically. Yeah. And speaking from that side as a nurse myself, uh, just in the different practices that I've been involved in, I've been a nurse for 11 years. And Mm. so I've I've seen a few things and I know how nurses work. And sometimes we are so much on that go mode. I know I have been like this autopilot. You just keep going. You just keep dealing. You just keep pushing through. And that necessarily doesn't mean that you're just tough, but something, something that that may not always be a good thing because we keep pushing through, like you're kind of stuffing down. You can't just do that forever. Like you got to take a break. You got to, you got to take care of yourself. And nurses, we, we have a hard time asking for help sometimes. We don't want to be a bother, be a burden or like, which like, we just want to get our day over with, like, let's just keep it moving. And these are things that I've experienced and I'm speaking from my personal, like things that Mm -hmm. I've had to work through as well. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's just interesting that you say like, okay, healing the healers, mostly it's an emotional, spiritual Mm -hmm. healing. Mm -hmm. Um, so I want to talk a little bit more about that. Like, so why is it, you know, like the emotional wounds, like why is mm-hmm. it that healers, like nurses, doctors, people in healthcare, why do we tend to have that, that or need that, that type of healing, like the emotional, why do you think, or why have you seen, yeah. or have you seen that in your practice? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. First, you know, I think it's multifaceted, but when you mm-hmm. think about a healer, 
of any kind, a healthcare professional, you know, they were a human being before that. You were a whole girl, girl, human being. Look at my look at my painting behind me. Can I see it? Like I'm what? a I'm I'm a human being, not a superhero. Listen, I'm trying to get it. Mom, period. It's, oh, I see it. Yeah, exactly. You are a whole human being. And what do human beings go through? You go through trauma, you go through life experiences, you go through disappointments, hurts, losses. You're a human. And so I like to say, even with healing the healer, we deal with the human behind the badge, mm-hmm. like, or behind the cape, whatever you want to call it. Right. And so that's one layer of it is before you were a healer, you were a whole human being. You were a whole person with your own set of issues and traumas and experiences that maybe you have not dealt with. And so mm. in that, so now you got this human being and y'all just roll with me for a second. So you got this human being who may be already bleeding emotionally. Did, mm. You know, maybe your mom wasn't there. Maybe dad wasn't there. Maybe they were there, but they were not emotionally available to pour into you. Maybe you lost a significant other. Maybe you know, you experience bullying or some sort some some sort of trauma that you have not dealt with that is causing you now to have different fears, different biases, different um limiting beliefs. And so now as a whole human being, I say, Well, I'm a nurse now. Dun, 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 dun. It's all uh- <laughs> right. You know, I'm a nurse. So it's all gonna be okay. In reality, you're bringing that same biases, limiting beliefs, you know, and trauma and lenses, dirty lenses onto, you know, this new field. You didn't deal with it. You know, you just covered it up because now I'm a nurse and I feel better about myself and it's okay because Mm. I'm somebody now. And now um, I get to be a nurse and help other people. So that's going to make me feel better. But then because you haven't dealt with your own wounds before you, before you became a nurse, now you get more wounds, right? Mm. You get wounds from dealing with nurse bullies. You get wounds from dealing with other uh, doctors. You get wounds from dealing with patients and their families. And then you get burnt out because you're pouring now and you're not pouring back into you. Because like you said, many nurses pour into other people, but it's hard for you to ask for help. So now you're burnt Mm -hmm. out, you're stressed out, your back hurt. You know, and it's all this stuff happening. And so it's so many layers to it. And I know it's kind of a long-winded answer, but the reason that healers need to heal emotionally, you know, is because a lot of times they're serving from a place of emotion. But then mm-hmm. that same place that you serve from begins to come become numb, you know, mm-hmm. and you become callous and you become hard-hearted in certain areas and you become your compassion fatigue gets on E. And so, and you're not pouring back into yourself. So now you get nurses that become rude and angry and bitter and just that old mean, hey, how you doing type of nurse, you know, and you start going through the emotions and the reason why you became a nurse gets lost. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Those I've experienced the jaded nurse, you know, and then we get our crazy sense of humor where you just I don't know if you've seen those memes like nurses can be harsh and that's just how they are like that's yeah. just how they get on with life that's just how yep. they cope you know like yep. harsh jokes and being very cynical and you know and just becoming that jaded nurse and it, yeah. it sucks it sucks when you see a nurse switch like when you see them flip yeah. it's like I know you didn't get into this with that heart with that attitude right. something right. happens um but I want to take it back to what you were saying about how you put on your cape, you graduate from nursing school and you're like, Oh, I got this. Like I'm good. Like 
that just like you read in my journal right now. Like you just read in my journal. I was so and just just to just bring it back. Like yeah, I was so and just just to think about it. Like right and the work that I've done now. Like I was such a pl- people pleaser. I was empty mm-hmm. on the inside. Mm-hmm. But nursing was like. I get to prove myself now. Like mm-hmm. I get to make something of myself now. So you're mm-hmm. hitting the nail. Like there's, I know I'm not the only one out there. Yes. It's a stable job. You get yep. paid for it. But then there's people that get into it with those hurt, hurt hearts mm-hmm. with, that need the healing. Like you said, yep. like you think, Oh, if I help other people, then, Oh, I can make something of myself. Then I'm good. Then I'm mm-hmm. okay. And mm-hmm. really, you end up just getting burnt out. You carry those same baggages with you yep. to the next patient room, to the next situation. You don't have boundaries. You don't know how to communicate. You don't know how to, you know, be part of a team. You don't know how to Come stand on. up for yourself. And so, and then you continue those same cycles. And yep. then you just leave one workplace, hop from one workplace to the other. Just, yep. oh, I keep, this keeps happening to me. It's them. It's them. Yep. But until I took ownership, until mm-hmm. I was like, hey, Fallon, no more pity parties, sis. Period. It's time to pivot parties. Yeah. Like, let's go to pivot yeah. parties. Like, how can I grow? Like, how can I change? What can I learn from this? You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, so it's I think that's so that's so amazing that you're 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 hitting you're hitting something right there with me. I'm like, oh my gosh, speaking yeah. to me. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I want to just know like more about, you know, how you how you do the work that you do. Like, how do nurses know when they're burnt out? Maybe they're like, yeah, mm-hmm. I hear about this burnout. Like, but what does it look like? Like, how does it show up? What's the risk that you run if mm-hmm. you just continue to operate on E? Yeah, yeah. Um, one of the, I guess there's a few signs, right? So what we deal with when we deal with burnt out nurses and how you can know that you're burnt out is you are very irritable, right? Mm. And these are very practical signs. So you become very irritable and irritability looks like you can be very less uh, patient and less tolerant of things. You know, things may not even be that big of a deal, but it's that big of a deal to you. And you just like, oh my gosh, you know what I'm saying? You're very irritable, you're very impatient um, and you lack kind of that that passion that you once had before. So you notice your passion starts to die out. You start to dread, you know, going to work. You start to dread even doing the smallest tasks because you're becoming fatigued and you're tired, right? But you're forcing yourself to move past these feelings and you feel like it's just normal because I'm working. But in mm. reality, you're becoming more and more drained. So you're irritable, right? You're losing your passion for things, things that you even like doing outside of work. You don't want to do that no more. You know, you just want to sleep and you just want to eat. Mm. You just want to do things that feel good, right? You don't want to sleep. And so those are two signs. Another sign is also isolation, you know? So Mm. when you notice, you start to self-isolate. And there's nothing wrong with having your me day, right? But when you start having me weeks and me months, that's a problem, right? Mm. Because we, we need community and we need interaction with people to help us to continue to thrive and boost that serotonin. And so you start isolating yourself, which causes you even more depression, right? So Mm. then depression creeps in because you're isolating yourself. And then you just start to feel all out of whack. 
you don't, you feel like, okay, I'm not even myself at this point. I don't even Mm. know this person. I don't even recognize who I once was. And the reason I got in this field is now changing. And now I'm starting to resent the very same field that I once loved. Yeah. And so, and that's another sign of burnout is resentment. And that what you run the risk of to answer your latter question is now because your compassion fatigue tank is low because you're irritable, right? Because you're resenting what you do. You're going into work and serving the people that you are committed to care for with this attitude and this low uh, tank that is now causing you to dismiss patients, right? Mm. You know, to become very irritable and short with patients and become what? Uh, less compassionate and less empathetic. So what the nurse, what the patients are needing from you, you're no longer even able to give if you want. And those are our tools. That's what we use every day. Right. (laughs) But you can't even draw from your own weapons anymore because you you don't got no ammo. Oh. And so in that same way, similar to what happened to my cousin April, Hmm. then you can ultimately run the risk of losing a patient because you're dismissive because you start to, you know, not even really pay attention and be empathetic if the patient is telling you they're in pain. So you start to dismiss, girl, you overreact. It's not that serious, right? Because now Mm -hmm. you're numb and you're callous Mm -hmm. because of what you've been going through. And so now you're projecting that onto the patient, you know? And so those are some signs and things that can happen. And then you don't run assessments, you become lazy, right? Mm -hmm. I don't feel like it. I'm resenting this. No, I don't, I don't feel like doing all that. Deal with it. It's not that big of a deal. And then mm-hmm. your patient, God forbid, can end up dying. And so this is how people end up in these situations. It's not this grand thing that just happens. It's mm-hmm. a gradual, slow, progressive process that begins to happen and begins to break you down. And then you end up and can potentially end up in situations like April's nurses and what you don't want. But mm-hmm. those are some signs that I've seen and things that could potentially happen. Yeah, no. Uh... It it does like it just speaks so much to me. And like when you're talking, I'm thinking about just like all the ways this shows up or how I've experienced and even worked with different clients that 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 I have coached with. Um, And, you know, they experience it in different ways. Either you're just not able to do the the self-care things, you know, they're Mm -hmm. they're not able to make choices even sometimes. And for me personally, I got to this place where. I was very just helpless, mm. like, and I was oversensitized. I was mm. overly sensitized yep. with everything felt. I felt everything, everything affected me. The words my patient yeah. says, the doctors, my coworkers, mm. because I wasn't dealing with my own hurt and I was yeah. just carrying it around. Yeah. And it was getting to that, to that point where I was just trying to numb. So yeah. then I was doing the things to numb. So I didn't yep. feel, so I wouldn't feel. So I was the drinking, the going out, in and out yep. of relationships, just trying to deal with the hurt. But God had something better. God had something know. else for me. He yeah. was like, something's got to change. And it was yeah. my own mindset too. And I, I need to do something different. I, I'm tired of seeing these patients come in and out of the hospital. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the same cycles, diabetes, heart blood pressure. Like I need to do something as a nurse. I felt helpless as a nurse. Yeah. Okay. Let me do health coaching. I I went on this deep dive about like coaching and like how to treat people with nutrition and fitness and mental health. And while I 
starting to develop this business idea, my my guy friend, the situationship, mm-hmm. he broke it off with me. And mm-hmm. that was it. That was the tipping point. I was like, mm-hmm. at the end, at that was the tipping point. Yeah. And so from then, it was nowhere but up. It yeah. was like, okay. Then I started putting into practice the wellness that I was yeah. learning because coaching, wellness coaching. Yeah. So once I started to see how my life improved when I went in, when I got into therapy, when yeah. I started eating better, making time for sleep, making time for just, just the things that I loved, my self-care, a new idea of self-care, mm-hmm. not just restrictive diets, not just right. working myself out and punishing myself, but really taking care of myself. Once yeah. I started to see that and started to work on my well-being, I felt that much motivated and that much mm. more empowered to do the work. When I started mm. to put myself first, I then right. got that clarity. Right. When I started to prioritize me, I then had those light bulb moments like, oh, I want to help nurses do the same thing. We right. can be powerful. We can do the work. We can be at the tables to right. make the decisions. But in order to get there, I had to do the work first. I had to mm. own it first. And so I've gone on this journey. And when I hear you speaking, I just it just comes to life in my mind. And I'm just like, I see the nurses what they mm. experience, what they're going through. And, you know, maybe it takes that, 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 that tipping point. What is that mm-hmm. tipping point? Mm-hmm. But the thing is, you don't have to wait until then. You can exactly. start doing the things now. You can exactly. start listening to yourself now. Exactly. And so I want to know, like, what are the things that you're, how are you helping your clients? Like, mm-hmm. what are the practical things? If someone's burnt out or if they're on the edge of burnout, they're in this helpless mode, they're mm-hmm. in this irritability, they're in this, like, this almost burnt out or they're in burnout. Like, what are some tips you can give nurses to, like, maybe break out of that and break yeah. free from that? Yeah. Um, a couple of practical tips in there. <laughs> One of them is very unconventional, but I'll start with the first one. So the first thing is we help to identify what it is that you're actually feeling because a lot of nurses and healthcare professionals don't even give themselves spaces to feel, right? Because I have to just keep going for whatever mm-hmm. reason, you know, and I'm dealing with all these different types of issues and ailments. And, and so I don't even really feel like feeling because that means mm-hmm. that's so much deeper for me than just to feel. And so giving yourself that space to feel and then identifying what it is that you feel, right? And then, so you want to just practically write this down. Hey, you know, take some time, 10 to 15 minutes. If you have it, you, you have to make it. And so you have just to make it. What, what do I feel? And sometimes you just got to start writing. You don't even know how you feel. I don't know how I feel. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to do this. This is dumb. Why am I even doing this? I'm really sad. I'm hurt. Like, why do I, you know, and so eventually it'll come out. And so, but you got to give yourself that space and you really have to tend to the little girl or the little boy Mm. within, you know, because there was a little boy and an inner child or, you know, and all of us that is crying out for our attention. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times we muzzle that child because we feel like, well, if I open that up, then that, that means I have to deal with everything else. And you do, you do. (laughs) <laughs> you know, and so, um, but giving yourself that space, starting by giving yourself that space. Um, I'm a big advocate and proponent of prayer. I'm a firm mm. believer in Jesus Christ. And so that has been the key ingredient to my success and to a lot of my clients' success because 
I pray over my clients. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm going to bat for you spiritually because the Bible talks about how our our weapons of our warfare is not against flesh and blood. This fight is not against mm. people, right? But it gives yeah. evil rulers of principality. So you got to fight spiritually. You know what mm. I'm saying? You got to have something bigger than yourself. And so for me, that was Jesus. Like I had to get in my secret place. I had to, you know, there's a quote that I just posted the other day. You know, I'm, I'm in my bag, but I'm in my Bible. I saw that. Yes. <laughs> Come on. Bible too, because if not even more, right? Really, I like to say healing is the real bag. Like mm. so many people are chasing the bag, the money. But baby, when you are healed, the money chases you. You know Ooh, what I'm saying? You are healed, yeah. Relationships chase you because mm. you become a level, a person that you don't even recognize and that really God created you to be. So you got to get in touch with who God created you to be and who God is. And you have to start reciting you know, biblical affirmations. It's cute to recite mm-hmm. affirmations, but I like to take the word of God and say, God, yes. you said I'm more yes. than a conqueror. God, you yes. said I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Mm. You said I can do all things through Christ Jesus. So power of life and death lies in the tongue. So once you identify what it is that you're feeling, what limiting beliefs or lies you are believing, you want to observe the truth and say, God, what do you say about me? And start to rehearse that truth every day. Get you five to seven truths that you can begin to repeat to yourself more than a conqueror. I will put sticky notes all around my house. Like it will be on my cabinet, my refrigerator, wherever I was the most. You know what I'm saying? It would be on my mirrors and just repeating the truth because I was believing so many lies about myself, about the world around me. And then lastly, I would say something practical you can do is very unconventional, but I need you to forgive. Mm. I need you to forgive yourself I need you to forgive other people. I need you to constantly live a life of forgiveness. What Mm. does that mean? Because a lot of times we don't recognize, but we're picking up weight that does not belong to us, offenses that does not belong to us. And so forgiveness looks like also releasing. There might have been five things that triggered you that day. The patient called you out your name. One of the other patients swung on you. Another patient family member said this, another nurse did this. You almost mm. got an accident on your way home. So there's so many things that we go through every day that we're not recognizing that we have to release. God, I forgive myself for that. I blew, I blew it. I should have spoke up for myself. I should have advocated for my patient mm. do that. But instead of releasing it, we carry it with us. Oh, see yeah. this now, but you got to actively working on forgive yourself, forgiving yourself and forgiving other people and letting it go. Uh-huh. And not rehearsing those lies because that is why a lot of us feel so heavy and so boggled down because you picked up so much weight, offenses, and hurt that you have yet to release. Mm, yes, that was so good. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So much, so many good gems right there. And I feel like they're very practical. I feel like yeah. it can be put into place right now. And my favorite, of course, you know, just putting God first and making him the priority Um, that has been super, super pivotal to my journey as well. Like, and it's kind of been like putting God first, learning to love the Lord, learning Mm -hmm. to love God, really understanding his love for me, Mm -hmm. not that he's out here trying to condemn me or banish me or punish me, but really understanding that there is a relationship that he wants to have with me. And yeah. accepting that, then I'm able to see myself the way he sees yeah. me. Yeah. As that conqueror, as wonderfully made, as yeah. everything. 
when I was able to accept it. Because I had to, I think I was telling you earlier, I had to deconstruct my faith. I grew Mm -hmm. up in the church. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. Pentecostal, all of the things, Assembly of God. um, There was very much a a mindset of like, um, you got to do good to be loved. Mm. You got to, you got to act right to be accepted versus this unconditional love that Christ extends, that God extends to us. Um, And in that understanding, we, we no longer want to be separated from him. So we're like, okay, I'm gonna get right. Like that's been my personal, you know, testimony, like, like, Lord, you did so much for me. You've changed my life. I want to stay you know, and it's not like this punishment, condemnation relationship. Oh, you got to do good to right. be accepted. It's like, right. no, I, th- I am good. You are making me good every day. You are making me more like you every day. So yeah. that has been pivotal in my journey. And then I when I ask something really quick there, because I feel like that goes for a lot of us. And the one oh, thing yeah. I teach my clients is to separate your worth from your works, you know, And that's very challenging sometimes, but you have to be able to separate that you are not what you did. You are not Mm -hmm. what they said about you. You are Mm -hmm. not what happened to you. Right. Mm -hmm. And this goes, there's a book that's called um, the five agreements. Um, Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just don't take it personal. And I really like that. It's the only one really I remember, but he said, don't take it personal because you have to know who you are and whose you are outside Mm -hmm. of what you do. So either, I mean, you do good. That's great. You know, but it doesn't make you like, oh, I'm just now this great person. You've been great outside of your works. Right. You do bad. And a lot of times we take that same mentality. I did bad. I messed up. See, I'm a terrible nurse. I I will never get it right. See, I should just quit nursing. I don't even think this is for me. You know what I'm saying? So you have to be able to separate your worth from your works and know that, hey, I'm good enough because God says so. Mm. I am worthy. I am fearfully and wonderfully made, like you said, in all these other things and standing 10 toes on that. But that comes Girl, grounded. You have to be grounded out here. Everything is fighting for your attention to to tell you you're not good enough, to tell you something about yourself. You need this to look that way, to be accepted, to be loved. So being grounded in the truth and what God says about me, his word never changes. And it's there for us. It's available to us. We can read this love story called the Bible and it's right there for us to read and look into every day. And so when I started doing that, reframing my my negative beliefs, because I had a coach that was helping me, Mm -hmm. she she was telling me how to reframe and then replacing it with mm-hmm. what the word says. Now that mm-hmm. was a new one. And so I have it just like you said, all over my room. Mm-hmm. As soon as I wake up, I'm reading it. I'm looking yeah. at it. So yeah. as like now that I have this understanding, like, okay, God, love the Lord, mm-hmm. love myself, mm-hmm. love others. Yeah. So it's kind of been in that, in that yeah. kind of way. And that right. <laughs> learning to love the Lord every day, love myself. And then mm-hmm. I can love others because I think sometimes Boom. we have it switched around boom yeah you know exactly we try to love others and we don't even love love others and we don't even know what love is and haven't really fully received the love of god and so therefore Mm. it makes our love conditional so when a patient is good i'll be nice but when a patient is not so nice then i'll be not so nice back right yeah when that's not love yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. And then what to speak to you, what you said earlier, you know, living that life of just forgiveness, like self-acceptance, mm-hmm. yeah. self-com- 
self-compassion like that yeah. is so important to like a, a giver like we give yeah. not only physically but we're giving yeah. emotionally so having yeah. that in the mindset in the back of your mindset like you know this i'm not it's not just you know based off of what i do what i don't do like i'm, yeah. I'm a good person i'm loved i am yeah. i'm chosen i'm a child of god Let's and go. really just like remembering that having that in your mindset yeah. Um, it's so important to do the work that we're that we're doing every day. Yeah. And I ask and I ask my clients, my accountability group, you know, every day, what what how are you prioritizing you today? What are you doing for your well-being? Even like if it's that. one thing, like yeah. how are you prioritizing you? I'm gonna yeah. ask my my nurse group that I have a nurse group too. Uh, I think I'm gonna ask them that today. How are you prioritizing yeah. you? Because that's that's very and you just, it can be practical ways, you know, saying no, that's a way that you prioritize you. No, you know, setting the boundary. it's self-care too. You say no, 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 like, no, no, And so it don't mean it. you're mean or it don't mean you're ugly. It don't mean that you're rude. Just mean yeah. No. Yeah. And I, I find, I'm going to say this too, because I find a hula to share this in which a lot of healers nurses especially are pouring from a place of trauma and hear me when I say this you're pouring into people serving and helping people because you know what it's like not to be cared for or or to be rejected there's some Mm -hmm. there's something that you resonate with with serving people and loving people and being there for people right because you know, nine times out of 10, what that feels like to not have that thing. Mm-hmm. And so many nurses are pouring from a place of trauma and you get burnt out because now, because I'm pouring from this place and not giving myself that same energy, it's, it's depleting and it's draining. And it goes mm-hmm. back to that resenting the very same thing that you love to do. But when you pour from a healed place, you know, then, hey, I'm worth this same love. I'm worth this yes. thing pouring into. I am my first patient. You know Ooh. what I'm saying? And so I'm not treating myself the way others have treated me, but I'm treating myself the way I would like to be treated and yeah. in turn treating others that same way. Yeah. The same energy you put in into that patient, yep. the same energy you need to be pouring into yourself. Period. Like you, we're trying to save, we're out here saving lives. We're out yeah. here. Anything, yep. you know, what you like, how can I right. help? You know, you're right. at your weakest, you're at your worst. Right. And the thing that I've noticed just as an empathetic person myself, yeah. I like empath. I've done this, yeah. um, I've done this series where being an empath nurse, like just mm-hmm. being a feeler, yeah. you know the room. And th- those are gifts that don't just come from you. Like mm-hmm. you feel the room. It's because this is a ministry. So it's mm-hmm. like, this is something we're doing yeah. to help others. And yeah. you know, so you have these gifts, but when you come from an unhealthy, unhealed place, like, like yeah. you're saying, like you're overextending, you're pouring from your, your perspective, you're, yeah. you're, you're coming from your, um, just from what you think. And what you think needs to happen. Right. So it, it can it can be unbalanced. So when you are able to to really just uh, tap in and, and understand you more, you can then give from that full cup. I, I, yeah. It's like this ministry that we're doing is so deep, y'all. Like yeah. it, we're the hands and feet. And so I love yeah. that you pray over your patients and that mm-hmm. you're you're giving them these tools. Like it's just. It, it's it's awesome to see. Like, yeah, yeah. I appreciate it. I'm gonna say it right now. I appreciate you <laughs> for doing this. Thank you so much. Yeah, and I appreciate, appreciate 
you and all the nurses on here, right? I don't think nurses get told enough. Thank you. Just thank you. Thank you for your sacrifice. Thank you for your commitment. Thank you for your dedication, your selflessness. You know, nurses don't even go and pee and take their break because they too busy. Oh, my God. (laughs) See, that's one thing that I'm like, no, y'all, we got to take our breaks. You got to go drink your water. No, like, go make time for your breaks. It's not. Okay. And so thank you. And every nurse under the sound of my voice. Thank you. Thank you for what you do. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for just your service and your sacrifice. And thank you for choosing to pour that same energy back into yourself because that's what's really, you want to do your patients a favor, you pour your that same energy yes. back into yourself because that's yeah. what's going to determine their level of satisfaction with you being that they experience the best you and not yeah. the crumbs and your leftovers. Oh no, we're not, yeah, we're not operating on crumbs. We're Come not on. operating on fumes no more. Like that's just, that's just not it, y'all. Like that's not, it's not okay. They know to crumbs. You don't have to, you don't have mm-hmm. to, you don't have to. So I love that you're, you're helping nurses in this way and just giving them the tools and helping them reframe and just giving mm-hmm. them a community. Like what are some things that you have coming up? What are some things that you're working on um, mm-hmm. that we can invite or we can be a part of? Yeah, time. good question. So obviously y'all can follow me on Instagram at the nurse healer, T-H-E-N-U-R-S-E, healer, H-E-A-L-E-R. Um, just to stay connected, stay tapped in with the content. I'm always putting out different content. But in addition to that, in about, I want to say three weeks, we are starting our third cohort of Healing the Healer Accelerator. In this accelerator program, we go through things like renewing your mind, identifying your own trauma, releasing, forgiving, writing forgiveness letters. Yeah, we get deep in this program. Mm. Learning the power of your voice and advocating, overcoming people-pleasing, overcoming the fear of rejection. Like we deal with the deep things that many nurses don't really deal with in nursing school. Um, But you get to deal with healing the healer in you. And so that is 12 weeks of intense um, healing only for nurses. And so I only take about five to seven nurses because it can be even a lot for me. So I got to keep that same energy and not make sure I'm taking on too much. But it is an amazing program. I actually just talked to one of my clients before this and she was just saying she's been with me for nine months. And she says, man, like before this program, um, I didn't know how I was going to make it, you know. I didn't know, but through the program, she's been able to set healthy boundaries. She's been able to use her voice. She's been able just to feel a sense of freedom that she hasn't felt in years, right? In years and didn't know how it was going to happen. And so the program, I like to say, you really discover true identity beyond the badge and who Mm -hmm. you really are um, and who God has created you to be. And so it is 12 weeks. Um, I have people click the link in my bio typically and just apply. It takes like 60 seconds to apply. If we feel like it's a good fit, you then get an email, an invitation to a triage call. And then that triage call, we go over your submission and we feel we talk about things that the program will cover and see if it's a good fit for you. And so that is for nurses. Again, that's starting in three weeks, but I tell people to apply ASAP. Um, and then lastly, if you're not a nurse or if you're not ready for that type of healing, because it can be intense. Um, I tell people to go to my course, have a get unstuck and live a life you love course, very self-paced. You know, you go at your own pace. The same content I teach in the the accelerator is the same content um, that is in that course. But obviously it's a course. And so you watch the videos. It is 
over 20 videos from me based on, you know, my breakthrough secrets and strategies on how to effectively heal so you can live a life you love. Um, it comes with a 20 page workbook and all of that good stuff. So that is what I have available right now. But stay connected because we also have our conference again next year that we just hosted this year that we'll be hosting next year. And I'm looking forward to making it bigger and better. Yeah, that's amazing, y'all. And to live the life you love. As nurses, mm-hmm. we're like, we we operate on stress mode. We just burnt out. That's just what it is. That's just how right. it is. It does not have to be that way. Like right. my Keisha is sharing with us, you can choose a life of freedom, of acceptance, of love. Yes. And it takes that self-responsibility yeah. to to the ownership and yes. that step. Like you know, I need help. I need mm-hmm. accountability. And coming into community is a powerful way to do that. You don't have yeah. to do it on your own. You don't have to do it alone. And you right. have my Keisha's community as well as my community and yeah. the nurse wellness community. You know, there's there's different opportunities. Now, if you're seeing just the cynical, the things coming up, just just those same jaded nurses that never get out of the cycle, maybe you need to change your circle. Mm-hmm. And get into one of these communities mm-hmm. and get your breakthrough and get your freedom and get your self-care Come on. that you need, that you deserve because you're yeah. out there giving your best. You got into this purpose. You got into this profession because you had a purpose. Yeah. So you find yourself drifting off, feeling lost, feeling stuck, feeling burdened. Okay, let's reevaluate. Yeah. It doesn't mean you have to, you know, jump ship already. Mm-hmm. Like maybe I need to reevaluate. What am yeah. I doing now? And yeah. what can I do next? to move yeah. me forward to where I want to be to get to that clarity exactly to get to that breakthrough because I know personally like when you do the things for your self care for your health and healing you're then able to see so much more clearer you and are. then able to to extend yourself and to impact yeah. and to be that nurse on a mission yeah. and I'm doing that myself right now so yeah. I, and I praise God to God be the glory it's all oh, been yeah. a journey it's been a journey and it continues so I'm so glad that we've been able to have this conversation and just yeah. how you're pouring into nurses because we talked about what the risks the risks you run you can yeah. It can lead to a life of unhealthy, unhappy, burnt mm-hmm. out, and even worse, losing patience. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so I even thank you for creating this space for nurses and having these conversations. They need to be had a lot more. And so, and I thank you for the opportunity for uh, me to even share kind of what we're doing over at Healing the Healer. And I know yeah. God is just going to continue to um, accelerate, you know, what you're doing, what we are doing um, for his people, because this is so much bigger than us. This is so yeah. much even yeah. bigger than nurses. This is about saving his people, right? Mm. You know, saving lives. And so, um, yeah, I just thank you for this space. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And if we could just touch one person, if I could just touch one person, change on one now. life, that's, that's, that's enough. It's not about anything else. Um, yes. Yeah making a difference and the way that you're doing it and sharing your story along yeah. with the the we, the recent things that just happened. I know you were sharing with us your personal testimony about mm-hmm. like things revealing as well, you know, mm-hmm. uh, 
you you run the risk of even yeah. losing patients, even becoming yeah. jaded. So it's bigger than us. We don't want to have a healthcare force that is jaded, that is just like stuck and you know out here. They're the ones healing and helping others. So we yeah. want a breakthrough. We we want to change things. I want to see healthcare change altogether. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. And if you guys want to follow the story um, yes. that I mentioned earlier about April, you can follow. Yes. That page at Justice, the number four in April, um, there we posted, you know, things that we've been able to do to fight for justice and bring justice for April, who lost her life unnecessarily at the hands of ill-equipped and unhealed healthcare professionals, which is part of the why of Healing the Healer. And so exactly. you guys can follow that page as well. I also have a nurse group that's called um, The Healer's Haven um, mm. on Facebook. So you guys can join that as well to, you know, get more exposure to other nurses and, you know, to see what we're doing in there. And so, yes, I'm excited. Thank you so much for just sharing your story and just all the impactful work that you're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And I'm glad that you were able to share, you know, what's going on and where we can find out the latest updates because y'all have been able to change some things, right? Like Mm -hmm. uh, before I let you go, I just wanted to just uh, get into that a little bit. Y'all have been able to change some some laws. I think y'all shut down a unit or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And really it's just God, you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to just say this, God don't play about his, his babies. Mm-hmm. He don't, you mm-hmm. know, and stuff like this has been happening, unfortunately at this particular hospital, mm-hmm. Centinella hospital, stuff like this has been happening, but it took unfortunately losing April because mm-hmm. God knew the, the people she had behind her that yeah. would be willing to stand up. I tell the people every day, I say, you know, y'all pick the wrong right family, mm. you know, um, because one, the wrong one, because my cousin isn't here and they dropped the ball on the wrong person. But two, it was the right person because you're not going to get away with it. You know, yeah. so by yeah. the grace of God, we've been able to get state officials involved, get a statewide investigation on the hospital, get a state investigation on the nurses, on the doctor involved. Um, Centinella is now shutting down down their maternity ward as of October 25th of this year um, because they're no longer getting a lot of service and just of the uproar we've caused. You know, hey, we want to rightly so, yeah, right, absolutely. And so, um, I just thank God, give all the glory to God because when we are choosing to move, He has moved ten times more for Mm. us. Right, Mm -hmm. He has moved in ways that. You know, we can't even move, been in rooms and discussions that we are not in. We just do our part and God has done his. And, you know, it's really inspired a, a movement across the world. And so I'm just honored to be a part of that, you know, justice, yeah. for April. justice for April. And it deserves all the highlight that it's been yeah. getting. And and I, I just feel for you and your family right now. But, you know, the crazy thing is someone like you that have experienced this, you could have taken this and went all the way left on nurses. But you was mm-hmm. like, no, we're going to get right mm-hmm. <laughs> by nurses. Like, mm-hmm. we're going to, something needs to get better. And you yeah. use it yeah. as a way to fuel your passion and your purpose yeah. forward. And that's only God. Like, you only saying. God. That's, that's only what I was going to say. It's only God. Because I was mad. I ain't going to cap. Mm-hmm. I was mad. I was like, God, what's up? Why are you going to call me yeah. the same nurses? And the same nurses failed my cousin. Like, she's yeah. here. You know, like, that wasn't even my cousin, my sister. Like, you know, yeah. you have this cousin that you just grow up with that they your siblings, more or less. And so that's who April was to me. I just talked to her, right? I just prayed with her. I'm like, what you mean she ain't making it? I don't even make sense. The math don't math, you know? And so yeah. 
But I know God creates his biggest um, kind of purpose in our life through the biggest tragedies. Yeah. And so, yeah, being able to have that mindset from him that he's given me to say, okay, what can we do to fix it? Because I could be mad. I could sulk. I could be pissed off, mm. you know, um, or I can allow this energy, this this pain to fuel me and to do something yeah. and to help those same people heal. And to continue the work, right? He'd been yeah. told me before April passed, but when April passed, it just made sense. And so I was like, ah, this is the why. Okay. Yeah. I got it. Now it's personal. It wasn't personal mm-hmm. at first. It was like, yeah, nurses are in bad shape. They need help. So I can help mm. them. But now it was like, oh, okay. Yeah, they're in bad shape and it's causing people to die. And your, your sister just died because of it. So mm. here's your why. Thank you. You know? Mm. So, yeah. It's unfortunate that it happened that way. Um, and I'm so I'm so sorry for your loss. And I'm I'm so sorry yeah. for the the way this came about. Like you said, just the the burnt out nurses that came to light from the investigation, the things yeah. that could have been avoided. And yeah. it's that's what it's even more monumental, the work that we're doing, you know, yeah. that this doesn't happen again, that this does not have to happen ever. Right. There are right. things that we can do, and nurses are at the forefront of that to be the preventative yeah. in the spaces that they're at. Yeah. When you get to that burnt out place, you feel even more helpless and you're like, I can't do anything. I can't change. No, that's the opposite. Right. That is not right. why you're here. Right. You're here for a reason. Yeah. So stand in, stand up, own it, and do the healing and the health that you need already. Right. Get yourself right. Yeah. So that things like this doesn't happen again. It is preventable. Things can change yeah. and, and we can start. The, the change that we want to happen with others first starts within ourselves. Yeah. And one way you know you need healing, similar to what we were talking about before, but even if you're not burnt out yet, but maybe you're seeing in yourself like those other nurses who served April that night, you know, mm. they were afraid to call the doctor, mm. you know, that's that a good one. Before. They were afraid to call the doctor. So that means that you were people pleasing, mm. you know, and that is a sign that you need to heal. Mm-hmm. What, or who has made you feel like your voice is invalid? You yeah. Know? Obviously, for whatever reason, those nurses felt that and they were afraid of the doctor. Sounds like the doctor had their own issues, right? Yes. Um, and being a bully. And so, but as a nurse, it is very, very important. And your voice matters probably more than many other voices in that room because you yeah. are part of your patient advocacy. And so- Advocacy. Nurses, we are the advocates. Yeah, those nurses didn't really advocate for April. They were afraid mm. the doctor gonna cuss us out if we keep calling the doctor. So guess what? April lost her life. You mm. know, didn't run any assessments. Just told her that her pain was normal. Dismissed her. You know, and so I don't think they thought April was gonna die that night. Um, mm. But as a result of their carelessness and them being ill-equipped and unhealed, somebody lost their life, and now yeah. they have to face the consequences of that. When I'm sure. They they did not intend that at all, but wow. they will be held accountable. Yes. And mm-hmm. like you said, that the advocating, the speaking up, like that's something we we hold the oath to. We did our oath. Like we yeah. will advocate for our patients. We will stand up. We will do no harm. You know, and so when you get to that place where and I've been there where I've been afraid to call the doctor, like, oh, that's his problem. He's mean. No, there's something in you that mm-hmm. you need. To take responsibility that you need ownership of. Yeah, like, it's my job. Like anything, trust yourself. Yeah, 
everything. Trust who you are. Trust your assessment. Trust that even feeling like something ain't right. That's yeah. why we're there. Yeah. So we be their eyes. We know what to do. We know what to do. We're going to call you to tell you and then tell you what else you need to do. Just give me more. You Period. know? Period. And so I just feel for the whole situation. Yeah. Well, it was yeah. But there is yeah. a change that we can do now. There is something that we can learn from this now. Come on. That's why we heal them the healers, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Man. We could go on, my Keisha. Right. I so appreciate you. I just yes. want to say, oh man, I just the thing that you opened up and just like just were like speaking to. I'm like, man, thank thank God for this yeah. this ministry that you have that you're pouring into others and that you're you're standing up for the most trusted profession hmm. out yeah. there. Come on, you are the most that. trusted profession. So pouring into us. It's going to improve society. It's going to improve communities. It's going to mm. improve families. You know, this work that we're doing. So, you know, God bless you and all that you're doing, Thank all that you. you're helping to you and your family. My condolences and just, you. you know, justice for April. I'm going to support it all the way. Come on. And um, yeah, I look forward to hearing more about everything that you have going on. And I'm going to the next brunch, y'all. Let's do it. Let's just all. Make Pull a trip up. out to California. Pull up to the West Coast. You know what I'm saying? Oh. Oh. West Coast, the best coast. Period. Oh. <laughs> yes, that would be amazing. That would be amazing. All yeah. right, friends. I appreciate you. Any last words as we wrap up no. this episode? Man, if you, if this, anything resonated with you, mm. just get the help that you need. Yeah. You know, don't let it, don't wait till it's too late, till you're on your last breaking point. Because not only could this affect the patient, but it could affect you. Nurse suicide rate is um, Mm -hmm. at the highest it's ever been, you know? And so if you resonate with any of this, reach out to myself, reach out to Fallon, get you a therapist, get the help that you need so that you can really heal and be who God has created you to be. Mm -hmm. Many times we feel like, dang, I'm, I'm not really living out this life fully because we know that there's something that's internally wrong that mm-hmm. we have yet to deal with and we don't know where to start. Start mm-hmm. and get you some help so you can accelerate the process. I wish I had a coach, right? Mm-hmm. That was my coach. It was me and God, you know? Oh. What I found is that coaches really, as you, I'm sure you can attest to, accelerate the process. Yeah. Accelerate yeah. Your you know, as a coach Coaches. and you have your own co- coach. We pull it out. We We're not just out here just strict get on your burpees and and journal all day and just meal prep you know no like we're pulling out the greatness we're helping you along in this and that's why i love coaching so much and it's just partnership y'all like yeah so get you a coach if you need if you need help like help doesn't mean weak help means like i'm aware i know Mm -hmm. i need to work on some things you know Mm -hmm. that's that's amazing too yeah 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 so amen Thank you for having me. Thank y'all. Follow your girl at the nurse healer. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for what's to come. Yes, yes, ma'am. All right, friends. We will let my Keisha go and we appreciate you for showing up and showing up you gloves podcast. And we will see you next time. We're gonna have a next time. This conversation no. will continue. Period. Thank you, friend. Bye. Bye. All right, y'all. It's been too real having my Keisha on. I so appreciate all the wonderful gems she just left us. Oh, 
It's been a season four has been a blast. Just talking about purpose, getting back on track. How do we redefine, restore our purpose as nurses so that we can do the impactful work we're meant to we're meant to do? God called us here. What is what is the purpose? What is the the passion behind it? And you know, it happens if you if you fall off track, you don't have to do this thing alone. Like we've been sharing, you there is community, there is resources. But it's up to you to take that that responsibility, not in a way to bully yourself, not in a way to push yourself down. Should have, would, could have, acceptance. That the forgiveness, my Keisha was talking about, acceptance, forgiveness, and then love, making way for the love. Y'all, it's been too real. I will leave all the show notes, the the links in the show notes below. So make sure you go check it out, and don't forget to get Latinas in Nursing book out now, so you can more inspirational stories of trust and compassion for nurses. Y'all, it's been too real. I'll see you next time. Don't forget to like, subscribe to the Google Learners Podcast. Bye.